Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you for listening along with us today as we are rediscovering the ancient way. I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. That's a freebie for you today. Thanks for tuning in. You can always find us on YouTube and at pathtozion.com and any media platform you prefer to use. Track us down. Let us know where you are, how you're doing, and what the Lord is speaking to you and your household and the fellowship of believers that are in your life. Um, I've only got a few minutes again today. That seems to be a trend. I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty normal for most of humanity to just have these seasons when, man, life is just flying by. Responsibilities, things to tend to, man, demanding much of our time, much attention. For us here, summer is still full on. Our gardens have have and are currently producing more than we can keep up with and, and rightly process to make it last. Um, man, if you want to come up and, and help and have some produce to take home, hey, let us know. <laughs> we have an abundance, more than we can really give ourselves to if we still want to sleep and maintain our normal lives. So yeah, that's ongoing. A lot of things going on on our farm um, with some work being done that I won't go into all the details. I won't bore you with all that. Just a lot going on. A lot of challenges. And on top of that, we are in our household. um, We are moving towards the fall feasts. Um, Man. Oh, see, I feel that just right here at the surface of my heart, but that's not what I intended to talk about today. Oh, the anticipation, man. Being on the calendar of God's people, the eternal calendar of God's people, because we do realize that He created an order at creation, right? He created for six days and He rested. And He said that we were to do likewise. His Shabbat, His Sabbath day rest. He set the moon, the heavens, the stars, the earth, the land, the sea, all of creation flung into place, set. And man, creation does what she's been told. Creation, man, she's good. She's obedient. If you've read things like the book of Enoch, you know about the expanded version. Many Christians today would just call that, wow, that's just superstition. That's just... Ugh. You know, we're 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 so we're too smart now to be spiritual. We're too educated to be supernatural. We're too we're too lofty now in this present moment condition of 2020 Christianity to talk about things like luminaries. The I don't even see, I don't even want to use this word because I know what it means to most people. Mystical thinking. Oh boy. What are you talking about, Joel? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mystical. Do we understand what that word even means from a biblical context? What do you do, friend, with people if you have a problem with that? And maybe you don't, and amen if you don't. I know many people would. I understand. But can we at least talk about it maturely, about what I'm even saying? Because what I'm saying 
What do you do, friend, if that is in fact an offense to you? And perhaps it's merely just a misunderstanding of what I'm really saying. Things like when, when authors of your Bible said things like, when I was in a trance, <laughs> when I was caught up in the Spirit, and then something that was a very broad statement, when I was in the Spirit. Well, whoa, what are they talking about? Oh, well, they were just reading Psalm chapter 4. No, no. Well, they were just, they were just folding their hands and reading a prayer book. Nope, not that either. Friends, we are spiritual people. Yahweh God eternal, He is spirit. And He wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. They can be synonymous. They can be the same. They can evenly run alongside one another. So don't be afraid. Don't be scared talking about mystical things. It's okay for wise, mature, biblical men, dependent upon Yahweh God Himself, to tell us what is true. It just takes some time. Take some studying. Take some meditating upon it. Oh, meditate! Oh, are you meditating? Joel said to do meditation. <laughs> you see where we've where we've arrived, what we've become. You know, I mean, like the Bible says, the biblical understanding of meditation upon the Word of God. One thing the early church fathers did, in fact, get right is the fact that they talked about immersing themselves into scriptural texts. Man, if you've, if you've followed this podcast since we started a year and a half ago, man, that's something that has really been part of my life for many years now. And that hopefully comes out in things that I talk about here, such as the woman at the well. I'm thinking of different um, podcasts back in the archives. What was that woman experiencing? What was she thinking? What was she doing there? What did she, how did she process talking to this stranger at the well that should not have even been talking to her? What was she feeling? What was she thinking? I do that with Stephen. I've talked about that with um, Lot's wife. Examining the deeper issues like immersing myself, once again to be clear, into her circumstance, into her heart condition. To be clear, and if you want to go back and find that, I remember that was, I think that might have been a series. That was a good one. Talking about the misunderstandings we've been given about Sodom and Gomorrah, their condition, Lot and his wife, and what was going on there, and how the two messengers came, spent the night in Lot's wife's house, spent the night with she and Lot in her house. She fixed them dinner and made their bed. And I remember saying, look, if you want to jump on the bandwagon of dragging Lot's wife through the dirt, when was the last time two angels came to your home and spent the night bringing, bringing you a message from Yahweh Elohim? <laughs> Has that happened to you this week? Not me. There weren't any angels that stayed at our house last night that I know of, seen, looking like mere men. We have to remember the context that these are real-life individuals. This is history, <laughs> not mere metaphorical stories. How in the world did I land there? I don't even know. Where, where am I going? I know what I want to talk about today. Man, 
Much to talk about, friends. Must, much to give ourselves to, to think on, to what? To meditate on. Here we are again. It's okay. The meditation of our heart upon matters of the kingdom. Man, what else is there? Oh, well, yeah, there's plenty of things. I could give you a laundry list right now, but you know what I mean. What else is more important, more valuable, and more worthy of our attention? More worthy of our daydreaming? What, man, how awesome when our daydreaming becomes spiritual. We do have a, re- a regenerated imagination, right? A sanctified imagination. I am now given the option of putting on the mind of the Messiah. It's, it's for me. I don't have to think according to my own ways. I don't wrestle anymore with lustful thoughts. Man, here we are again. Man, I'm telling you, there are endless highways to, to cruise at all times. I don't wrestle every day with the lustful imaginations of my carnal mind. Man, that's old news. Praise the Lord. Praise the Father that that is a, that is a supernatural work. Man, I never thought that would be me free of a carnal imagination. I never knew that was possible. That is the true understanding of I can do all things through Christ the Messiah who strengthens me. That's a real life application of that. Not that I can dribble a basketball real good and do a reverse dunk because I'm wearing an upwards basketball jersey. No, we're talking about some deeper things here. <laughs> so today, man, we're nine, and, nine minutes and 43 seconds in and this is what I need to get to because I'm crunched for time again. Spiritual principles within natural events. My house, my, my dwelling, where me and my family have residence, is inundated with unwelcome guests, yellow jackets, wasps, hornets. We live out in the country. I think it's probably true anywhere, but I've realized it's even more prevalent out in the country than than ever when we used to live back in the city. I don't remember it ever being like it is out here in the country with dealing with these things. And we've only been here five years, not even, not even five yet. But I've never dealt with pests of the flying kind like this summer. It has been constant all summer long. I don't know what it is. Don't much care why. I don't really need a a lesson in, you know, insect activity. <laughs> but man, this year, it's been constant. I've been having to deal with these things. And for at least a month now, I've been trying to eradicate yellow jackets who made a nest in the side of the foundation of our house. Underneath, they burrow out underneath, and I can't, I can't get rid of them. I've gone through $40 worth of spray. <laughs> I've covered their entrance with rocks and cinder blocks. So far without being stung, praise the Lord. Seriously, that's not good for a guy like me. I've, yeah, I've ridden an ambulance before from a wasp thing, so you got to be careful. I'll throw this in for your enjoyment since we've got enough cushion of time. When I first found them, they they did it right next to where I parked my riding lawnmower behind our house. Of course. 
And I realized, man, I've got to move that mower, but I cannot get stung. I don't do well. I don't respond well with stings. But man, I've got to get my mower out. Okay, so like, I fire up that mower. Those things are going to be hot and heavy all over me. First thing they see moved when it, when a nest is disturbed, everybody knows. Attack! <laughs> so I'm like, well, obviously I can't do that. My, my best case scenario is to uncover the mower. And again, it's two feet from this nest. I'm going to uncover the mower. I'm going to get on the seat. I'm going to put the key in, pop it in neutral, and hopefully roll downhill. Because everywhere at our house is a hill. <laughs> this is the one time where that was an advantage. Okay, well, sounds easy enough. I'll just engage the clutch, roll back, done deal. Without starting the engine. Yeah, I can do that. I won't get attacked. So what I do, though, because I have to be careful. And it was, this is so hilarious, right? If you can get this visual, if you know me, you'll love this. If you don't know me, it won't be quite as funny. It's probably about 88 degrees. It was a week or two ago. And I thought, man, I have to be careful. If I get lit up by these yellow jackets, I'm going to swell up like a balloon. And it won't be well for me. I don't, wanna, I don't feel like chugging a bunch of Benadryl today. <laughs> Should I do it beforehand? You know, that's always a thought. If you're, if you're anaphylactic to stings or if you've ever had bad reactions to stings and you might get stung, man, should I just go ahead and drink a bottle of Benadryl right now just in case? So, it's you know, it's already in there. <laughs> Start thinking crazy. Speaking of thinking crazy, so what I did was, man, I suited up. I put on, I tucked my jeans into a pair of almost knee-high farm boots um, I put on my winter coat I put on a hat a toboggan pulled it down to my eyebrows put on some gloves put on my winter gloves now with thick thinsulate cushion so I thought man they're gonna if they if I wear my work gloves they're gonna get in my wrist <laughs> Those things will find a way, man. They're going to find somewhere to go. So I walk out there with my son. He thinks it's hilarious. I'm dripping sweat. <laughs> it's worth it, right? Man, what's, what, what's better, being miserable for a few minutes or for, for several hours? So, I'm, man, I'm smoking hot. So I go out there. I, I uncover the mower. I climb on the thing. I pop it in neutral. Won't move. Ha-ha. <laughs> won't move at all so I'm leaning off of it to the left with my leg out trying to push it on the ground in neutral right up against the foundation of my house and the yellow jackets are getting ticked don't like it they let me know they're there long story short without spending the whole time just giving you a play-by-play -play of my foolishness I survived we got the mower out no stings well, guess what? Here it is probably 10, 12, 14 days later. I don't know. They're still there. Still there. Can't get rid of them. I can't, I can't pour gas down there and torch it. It's the foundation of my house. <laughs> I have to be careful. I've only got a few options. And so also pr primarily... 
staying on topic here, and then I'm going to be done. Trust me, this is going to go somewhere, I promise. We have wasp nests up underneath the eaves of our house. Not horrible, but just here and there. I don't like them. They make me nervous. So I've been dealing with those. Those are easy, right? Spray those, clear them out. And then this morning, I go around the front of my house. Guess what I see? A yellow jacket parade under the foundation of the front of my house. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm like, call me strange. That's okay. I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? Is there something I need to know in all of this? Yeah, they're just bugs, Joel. Big deal. I know. That's okay. I don't think that way. When there's something that happens in my life, I just tend to think it's a good it's a good practice to just say, God, are you speaking to me? Are you saying something to me? And if you're not, hey, it's just mundane life. It's just the events of life. But if you're speaking, I'm paying attention. I'm, a, I'm an attentive person. Lord, what are you saying? No big bells and whistles. No voice rumbling from the heavens like thunder. Of course not. But I just had the thought of, you know what? I thought of the verses about um, catch for us the foxes. The foxes in the vineyard. I remember I wrote an article on my blog, man, probably back in 2005, about that. I did this study about that verse, about the foxes in the vineyard and what would have been the understanding of that principle. About those sneaking in and, and taking advantage of, of your land, your territory, your property, your premises. Just sneaking in, doing what they desire. And man, I was just reminded of that this morning. As silly as it may seem, and it may seem like a stretch to you, and I understand. That's the beauty of a podcast or a blog or anything for that matter. Hey, you write, you speak, you share what the Lord's saying to you. And man, if it, if it resonates with, with any other individual anywhere on the planet, then amen. And if not, eh. There's hundreds of more episodes here and bazillions more out there for, for us to peruse. But I was just reminded of, you know what, Joel? This is a time where... You know, keep your eaves clear. Keep your foundation clean. And I'm again, I'm not being hyper-spiritual now. This is an age. This is an hour. We had better be careful what is, what is desiring to take up residence in a place that they don't belong. We could make this about... We could, let's just be... Let's just be clear, right? We could make this about demons. Depending on your spiritual condition, man, they could make they could take up dwelling, residence in you. I don't know your condition or, or your understanding towards even the spiritual principle within the Word of God of that even being possible. Possession. They're looking for a dwelling. They're looking for a house. At the very least, they're looking for someone to affect, coerce, manipulate. How? By taking up residence where they don't belong. At the vi- again, at the very least, affecting you. Affecting me. You know what? They don't belong here. And man, I'm telling you, there's sting. 
It hurts. They don't belong. They don't belong there. And it takes measures, and sometimes, like some, man, like I've already said, and then we're going to bring this to a close, some, you spray, man, they're out. They're out. Ten seconds, literally. Boom. Gone. You tear the nest down, they're no longer parasitic. They're not, they're not using your dwelling for theirs. They're out. Get out of here. And then others, man, oh, golly, this is interesting, right? The ones in my foundation, oh boy, they're giving me trouble. The ones in my foundation, they're giving me real grief. I'm having a hard time getting them out. Listen to what I'm saying, friend. I don't think this is I don't think this is hyper spirituality. I think this is spiritual thinking. The ones in my foundation don't want to go. They're in there. They've got, whatever they do, they have burrowed out something down underneath my house. They've got a little more, they've got a little more of a stronghold down there. They're not merely nested, hanging underneath an eave that can just be sprayed and knocked off. Man, they've made some burrows under my foundation and they're down deep in there. So may the Lord speak to you, friend, about that principle. He's speaking to me. Doesn't mean my life's full of spiritual yellow jackets and I'm being assaulted on every side and, oh, Lord, help me. No, we don't have to be crazy. Let's just apply a simple biblical principle to natural events. Say, man, there are things that want access to our dwelling, our abode, us, this temple. Man, I'm a temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit indwells me by the supernatural work of Yeshua, Messiah, the King of all kings. And man, there's things that want to get in and and infiltrate that. And again, the parasitic understanding. They want to leech off of my temple. They want to corrupt it. They want to affect it. They want to set up their own abode and residence. We've got to be aware. We've got to be alert. We've got to be attentive and get these things out of our life. Whatever they are for you, I don't claim to know. Who knows? But we need to find out. We need to be sitting down, quiet, crying out to the Lord, saying, God, show me. Show me, Father. Show me, Holy Spirit. Show me every single thing in there. Take out the spiritual flashlight of the Holy Spirit and take a good old look around in there, King Yeshua. Tell me what you see so that we can be clear homes, houses, abodes, dwellings, temples of the living God. So let's do that today, man. There's plenty to tend to. Study your word. Study your word. Study God's eternal scriptures, their life. You can't know Jesus, Yeshua, without them. He is the word. The word, the word, the word, the written word is not merely just written. It's living, it's active. Check us out at pathtozion.com. Download the Podbean app for your device if you want instantaneous updates about when this podcast posts. Send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com is the, place the, is the place to do it. Let us know you're there. Let us know any concerns, questions, challenges, confrontations you want to do and to bring. It's okay. We're open to anything here. 
as far as correction goes and challenges and, and just questioning anything that might be said here. I'm not flawless. I've got, I've got plenty of error in here as we try to rediscover the ancient way. I don't know much. And maybe you don't either, but that's why we're needed in one another's lives. Reach out to us. Let us know if you want us to come to where you are. If you want to join in with what we're doing, financially speaking, hey, we'll take it. Every penny is going to be dumped right back into this thing. It ain't going to go into me. I'm not, man, I'm not, I'm not looking to buy a Mercedes next month. It's not on my agenda. Thank you. Thank you for helping us. There's, there's a certain individual that financially blessed me so much. I didn't even know what it was. I have to say this. Oh my goodness. Several days ago, just asking me some questions about the podcast. He knew that I did it. He's listened to it before in measure, but like, was just asking me questions. And he handed me a check, and man, I was, thank, thank the Lord I had to leave because I was emotional just by the actual physical transaction of a check being put in my hand. For all I knew, it was for a dollar. <laughs> and I was overwhelmed with emotion and gratefulness and thankfulness, literally. Again, I had to leave the second I got it, so that was good. But like as soon as, as, soon as it was handed to me, I was so stirred. And when I sat in my truck, I had no idea what it was. And I'm just, before I even looked, I'm just praising the Father. Praising Him for His goodness. He is good. He is kind. He is perfect. Praising the Father. And then I opened it, and I about lost it. I couldn't believe it. Are you serious? Is what I just kept saying. Are you serious? And I understand. I understand how the world works, man. I'm like, God, this is yours. This Every penny of this... I know at the outset it was given out of that heart of, man, this is the Father's money. Do some kingdom purposes with it, brother. And so every penny of it in my heart, in my mind, God, this is yours. This is yours, God. Do what you want to do with every last penny of this. Reach someone with the ancient way reality. Let it accomplish something to establish on earth as it is in heaven right here, right now. Right now, man. I'm not waiting for Beulah land. I'm not waiting for it. We're here to usher in the kingdom. We yet remain to build the kingdom of God according to every word that proceeds from his mouth to tell us where to put a hammer down. He is the builder, the master craftsman. And we are merely his Sons, his adopted ones, looking to the Father for direction. So, man, all I'm going to say is praise the Lord. His reward, the, the gentleman that gave it to me, man, his, his reward's coming. I'm not going to give it to him here now. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> it's an eternal reward. I believe it. Man, I believe it when I do it, and I believe it, yes and amen, when I'm on the receiving end. Praise God. <laughs> I like that side. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> Makes me want to give it more and be a part of the reciprocal blessing of Yahweh's people being a people. Oh, my goodness. All right, I got to turn this off. Thank you for listening today. Be blessed. Amen.